Hey guys, if you're working a job that really bugs you and you want to build a life you love, we teach you how to do that through a proven business model called wholesaling real estate. This episode is a masterclass taught by Zach Booth to a live audience of Deal Machine members. They cover exactly how Zach makes a million dollars per year in Utah finding rundown properties and passing them off to investors and making a finder's fee on each one, usually about 15% of the property's value. So you could see how this can generate a lot of cash quickly. Zach covers low-cost marketing methods, including door knocking and driving for dollars. So I know you're going to enjoy this episode. And if you've gotten any value from this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and also leave us a review. It helps us make more content to get you to financial freedom. The Deal Machine REI Podcast. Everything you need to know to get started in real estate investing. After he saw it door knocking leads last night in an hour of driving. That's that good. Pretty, pretty stoked. That was a good night. Yeah, so you you just asked them if they wanted to sell their house, and they said, yeah, maybe. Well, two of them, I poked my head out the window. I was like, hey, since you're outside, you know, anyone wants to sell their fixer-upper? No, they were always like, uh, well, the, both the guys were like, you call my house a fixer-upper? <laughs> and and uh, I was like, no, uh, but I was talking about your neighbors. You know anyone? And then they hesitated. I was like, it appears that you want to sell yours. And one of them said, yeah, I do. And the other one said, no, but I have a friend. I said, well, perfect. I can give you a thousand bucks cash if I end up buying it. So I got those two. And then there was another one that it was completely vacant and uh, pulled it up on my on the app. Found out, um, you know, that it was an owner occupied house, but it was completely vacant. So I knocked on the neighbor's door. Neighbor said the guy had killed himself a year and a half ago. It's sat vacant ever since. Wow. So. Yeah, did some skip tracing, looked up the guy's name, uh, found his obituary, found his dad's name, looked up his address on Deal Machine, and drove out to his house and got that lead. So they're wow. This. Yeah. Yeah, solid night. Early that deal was something like that, looking, hoping to learn what that process looked like. Oh, dude, that's what we're going to talk about today. It's, it, it's crazy. We've got Every single one on my team, we've now made it a requirement. I knock five doors at least every week, every one on my team, from okay. callers to admin to anyone on my team. If you're a part of my team, you got to hustle at least for an hour a week. So, yeah, I need cool. to get on your team. I'm a hustler. Let's go. I love it. Hey, let's not, let's not delay any further, Matt. Why don't yeah. you give uh, Zach an intro get into it? This is why Zach's are so valuable. He's breaking down what to exactly do. Absolutely. So uh, just quick little background on Zach. Very, very popular uh, recurring guest here. We hear him, uh, his name brought up a lot on on uh, on here on who we should bring back. So um, always uh, highly recommend watching his, his past ones. Uh, Zach's our go-to guy for driving for dollars. You know, number one expert in that. He coaches students on his driving for dollars system. And he's truly a master at just quickly building trust with sellers. And I know he's skilled multiple businesses by knocking on doors and doing this. So um, Zach, you know, I'll, I'll tee you up for today. Uh, if you guys have questions again, either hit the raise hand button, put them in the chat, you know, we'll work that throughout the call as well. But, um, Zach, I'll, I'll hand it over to you, man. Beautiful. Do you care if I promote your Facebook group guys? Do it. You're speaking our language, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the reason I want to promote their Facebook group, they're not selling anything in there. Um, I just talked to, uh, deal machines, uh, Elise. She's she's pregnant, by the way. Super excited for her. She told me that. But uh, 
Yeah. So I'm going to be going into the Deal Machine Facebook group twice a week live doing coaching. So once a week is just going to be Q&A where I'm actually just answering any questions you guys have. And then the other one, I'm going to have a very specific training um, and be giving stuff away. Not, I'm not selling anything while I'm in there. Yeah, I have a coaching program, but I'm literally just going there to coach and to help. Right. So Deal Machine's given me the honor to be their only certified coach. And I just want to go in and coach and coach for free and be a part of uh, what Deal Machine's doing. And Deal Machine's made me a lot of money. So I want to kind of give back to their community. So uh, just make sure you join that Facebook group so you can see those. I think it's probably going to happen over the next two, three weeks where I'll start jumping in there consistently. Just a heads up. Cool. Um, so driving for dollars, guys, if you don't know who I am, a lot of people are in here new for the first time. We have, I had some other trainings where I broke down negotiations process, negotiation script. Um, I shared uh, KPI tracking, tracking your what you're doing and how you're doing it, my exact driving for dollars process. But one of the things we started doing, um, coincidentally, actually, because Deal Machine just came out with a new door knocking addition to their, their app, which I'm going to need Matt's help on explaining this because I haven't even really used it yet. But about three months ago, we started door knocking. We started experimenting. Um, we've door knocked in the past. I think we did over a hundred grand in just door knocking wholesale fees last year. Um, and it was literally like we were already had a lead. We were in the neighborhood, and my acquisition saw the vacant house and ran down the owner and made a hundred grand. So it wasn't like it was a very strategic purpose. Um, so I want to kind of break down our processes of what we door knock and what we look for. So when it comes to using Deal Machine, uh, the parts of Deal Machine that we're using exclusively uh, is uh, the start drive end drive, right? When you go out and go on your first drive, I assume all you guys all are subscribed to Deal Machine. So you go out, hit start drive end drive. It's going to route track you, which is very important to know where you've already been. Um, there's two different ways, I think, right now. There was three, but I think there's two different ways to add properties to your list. We use the tap to add version. When you tap that property, it's going to pull up the property. You can click on it again and say add tag. Uh, is any if Are you guys not familiar with that yet? Who's following me? Who knows how to add a tag? Anyone adding tags? Say I. Say I in the comments. Good. Antal says I. Love it, love it, love it. So we add tags uh, for properties that look vacant or in are in transition. So we're looking for furniture in the front yard, right? Like that's a major indicator. Maybe they're losing tenants. Maybe they're moving. We're looking for dump, um, you know, like dump bins, moving trucks. We're looking for transition, right? Blinds in the garbage can. It looks completely vacant. The garbage cans are heaping. Right. And you can see like like materials like they just cleaned out the old blinds and the, you know, all that stuff. We're looking for no signs of life in the yard or the house. There's no decorations. There's no shoes on the front porch. There's nothing. It looks like it's probably vacant. Those properties get a special tag. You can call it whatever you want. You can name it. I think we call it I think we call it the turd list. Honestly, probably should get a more professional name for it. Um, and we're, we're adding that tag. So when you go into deal machine and you go to export that list, right? Uh, that Excel spreadsheet has different columns. It'll have the mailing address, uh, property address, or sorry, the, the mailing address, the mailing zip, owner's name, owner type, 
all those things. Well, one of them is your tag. One of the columns is your tag. So you can quickly find all your worst of your worst. Those ones, we've always given them extra effort, right? So I, I split up my driving for dollars list into four categories. And I track my data on how many text messages, how many cold calls, and how many postcards we send to each subsection, how many responses, how many of those responses were leads, of those leads, how many turned into appointments, contracts, so forth. So I get an exact ROI on each subsection of my list for exactly how I'm reaching out to them. But what I found with the turd list is a lot of the times we were struggling to get a hold of them. We were struggling to get phone numbers. Um, so I've also started having my students tag those properties and make extra effort. Um, on my podcast, I think in the last couple of months, I've shared two or three stories. I'll just share one of my favorites. Um, Dominique Brown uh, out of Houston, uh, he door knocked a house. It was completely vacant, right? Grass was tall, no signs of life whatsoever. Knocked on the neighbor's door, of course. Nobody's an answer, vacant house. Gets a story that the seller or the, the previous owners had passed away. There was a mother and a father. They both passed away. And then the daughter that inherited passed away. And they didn't know if there was any family members left. He did as much research as he could. And he finally gave up and hired a private investigator. Um, he explains the details is like 300 bucks, I think, for a private investigator. Found out there was a, an estranged son of the family that had the same name as the father, which made it harder to find the guy or even know that he existed. And he was in federal prison for a while, completely estranged from his family. The guy in prison didn't even know that his family was all dead because he was that estranged from his family. And so he was able to coordinate with the, um, with the warden, sent a letter, sent money, right, to the guy, knowing that it was legit, sent him 50 bucks and said, hey, I, you know, and then also a letter, hey, call me when you can, when you're able to. And he was able to coordinate a call organized saying, yes, I'll buy your house. I'll help you with the probate process. I'll pay the attorney to finalize the probate so you can sell it to me. Lined it all up and he made well over six figures on his wholesale fee, right? Over six figures on one door knock. And we've started doing the exact same thing on those worst of the worst properties. Uh, a lot of the times it, it's really hard to find them. So you can take that subsection of your list and plug it into your general marketing, your texting, your cold calling, your postcards, right? And, and try and get a hold of them. But you need to keep track of who you have not been able to speak to. Whoever said, go pound sand, go die, great, move them out of the list. Those that you can't get a hold of, you need to find them. Guys, on my podcast, I'm having students say the house has been vacant for three years, five years, 10 years, 15. 15 years, guys, was the most the house has been vacant. Everyone's like, there's too much competition. There's too much. We can't make money. Guys, houses are sitting vacant for over a decade in your backyard because people aren't willing to go do that little bit of extra hustle, right? So um, the suggestion is take that worst of your worst list, cold call them, text them, whoever you can't get a hold of, go talk to the neighbors, um, get a story from the neighbors. Right. A lot of the times you're like, oh, it's a it's a it's a rental. The tenants moved out like last week. OK, awesome. Everyone. Uh, where were we? So when it comes to to door knocking that list. Um, remember, I said we 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 cold call, we text, we can't get a hold of hey, Google. Stop that. Need alarm. 
sorry. We, <laughs> we want to, uh, we want to have a story, right? So if I door knock the neighbors and I get a story, we had another one that we closed not too long ago. I talked to the neighbors, the family inherited the house, the people that now own the house live up in, it, they lived up in, uh, so this house was in Utah where I live and they lived up by like Casper, Wyoming, middle of nowhere. We called them, we called them, they wouldn't call us back. They were hemming and hawing, dragging their feet. My acquisition manager drove, I think it was seven hours, um, went antelope hunting and took them a bottle of Jack Daniels and sat on their front porch out in the middle of nowhere and signed a contract with the sign out one for, I think it was like twelve or 13,000, right? So we're looking for a story. We're looking for someone that would want speed and convenience, people that inherited houses, people that are tired landlords, problematic situations, right? And then we dive in and we really push to find that info. Um, listen to that podcast about hiring a, a, a private investigator. Um, sometimes finding contact information of the deceased, looking for uh, obituaries. Uh, you can also, there's there's different skip tracing services. I know Deal Machine does skip tracing, but a lot of times you need to skip trace for family members of those people. So I know a company that does that well is Skip Genie. Um, we've, we've used that service a lot to try and find family of the people that are there to deep dive it further. Um, uh, but that is that is part of the process. I think what's important too is going when it's the best time of the day to knock. 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. is the best times to door knock to get people home. Um, the the If you want to talk to a neighbor, the most efficient person to talk to next to the turd house the closest super manicured yard, right? Because the manicured yard, the nice yard, it's usually an older couple, 50, 60, 70 years old that love their neighborhood. They've been there for 30, 40 years. They love their house and they want that house fixed up, right? They're like, that neighbor, my house values. And they know the whole story. They've been around, right? And, you know, they're the ones peeking through the blinds, knowing what's going on. They're going to they're gonna be happy to give you information, um, so that's what we found with the door knocking. Uh, one of the things that deal machine has added, which I'm so excited. I was actually telling Matt this, we were talking about what ideas could we come up with for this masterclass? Like, what am I currently doing in my business to make money? You know, any changes to my driving for dollars process? This is a huge part of it. The other thing that I really love about door knocking, if you already have a team, if you have a handful of employees, um, as you guys may have learned, if you've read the book Rocket Fuel, it talks about um, a leader's responsibility, a visionary's responsibility, right? It talks about visionaries and integrators. A visionary's main responsibility is vision, of course, and number two is the culture of their team. And getting people um, out door knocking once, in, once a week, right? Five addresses a week, they get hyped up. They're keeping revenue in first position. Everyone's excited about it. Everyone's sharing their wins of their super hot leads. We pay out to anyone on our team an additional 10% of that deal for going and door knocking. And we give them a list of five addresses to go knock a week. So we'll pull from our worst of our worst list closest to their personal home. Here's five of those properties, go hit them. Um, and we usually have just been pulling the list as, as our driver goes in routes and drives, we pull the five in that area. So they're close together, right? They're in route. But Deal Machine has a new update and maybe Matt could be more help to you than me here. Um, but there, and maybe they have like a training as well um, already, I don't know. 
but they have the ability to take a subsection of your list, upload it or some other list or foreclosure list or whatever. I believe you can take an outside list as well of any kind, upload it into Deal Machine and it'll route you so you can be efficient on where you go door knock. But I wouldn't just hit those doors. I would talk to neighbors as well. And, and I'll talk to you. Sorry, Matt, I didn't mean to cut you off. If you see a neighbor outside, uh, tell them, I offer $1,000 cash if you refer a house. They're always going to say, well, I saw a for sale by owner sign or I saw a for sale sign down the street. Like, totally understand. What we're looking for is a major fixture-upper, someone who wants to sell it as is cash, even leave stuff in the house. So once it's listed, we're not really interested. But if you refer someone to me and I buy their house, I actually give $1,000 cash. Do you know anybody? And if they hesitate, be like, well, let me call you. Sounds like you may do. Get their phone number and chase that person because they have a referral for you, right? Um, don't ever be like, oh, well, here's my number. Call me. That's like if you have a beautiful woman, you're like, yo, yeah, I'll call you. She's never going to call you, right? You got, well, maybe maybe you guys, not me, right? I got to chase a little bit harder than probably you guys. But um, But make sure you get that phone number. Don't just give your phone number, right? Okay, sorry, Matt. Can you show them how to do that route tracking? Yeah, I, I just put the uh, demo link in the chat. So um, feel free to bookmark that, guys, and check that out. Yeah, I'm going to save that copy link. I'm actually going to text that to my team. I think you actually did send this to me, but I didn't send it to my team before. <laughs> I can retext it to you, Zach. All good. <laughs> I'm sending it right now. I'm sending it to Hayden, my business partner. All right. Beautiful. So any questions around the the door knocking process? I don't want to go too much deeper than that. Um, yeah, I got one. Okay. Zach, what's going on, man? Alex out here in Colorado. Uh, I went door knocking yesterday. I actually used a deal machine as well. My question for awesome. you. Yeah, yeah. The plug, right? So when you go out and you go door knock, do you like, uh, you can obviously leave a, a note, right, in the actual, uh, in deal machine itself. So- are you doing that, like adding a note in there? And then are you having any type of, I know this is kind of high level, any triggers or anything with like Zapier going to your CRM? Once a ta once a note gets added, then it's sent to a CRM of some sort or you keep tracking of it all in deal machine? That's a that's a great question. I honestly don't know what my company's process is there. Um, I don't, so I have a couple awesome guys that run my tech. So I know that our CRM is go high level. We just switched to that. Um, and I do know that we all have a master sheet keeping track of all of our worst of our worst and cleaning them out and that kind of stuff. So when we give that postcard of five properties, they write notes on the back of the postcard of what each of those properties said and then text a picture in and my my uh, VA goes in and updates whatever they're doing. So that's a very great question. I definitely should, should figure that out, right? Um, but you had mentioned one thing when you said you can make a note. I forgot to mention... You guys can leave a note, just get sticky notes. A physical note on, for the, the door you're knocking, go ahead. Yes, but don't say, I want to buy your house. They're not going to call you back, right? Say, this is, you know, this is Zach trying, uh, or say, this is Zach. Can you please call me back ASAP and leave, put your phone number? That's it. Um, and you could even put a tracking phone number that that ha um, that forwards over. You can get it, get it through call fire, call rail, through your CRM and have it forward to your phone where if they call that tracking number, it'll actually pop up on your phone as a door knocking lead. So each of our door knockers, each member of our team have their own specific number. So if they get a call, you know someone is calling that number. It says door knocking lead. 
they know that that was a sticky note they left on someone's door. So like, hey, this is so-and-so. They know what the conversation is. Um, so that's that's a very huge thing. You will get a lot of callbacks if you just say, hey, can you call me ASAP, please, with like a sticky note. They'll be like, what the hell? They'll be curious. Please open up your podcast app right now and leave us a review and let us know what you thought of this episode. It means so much because the reviews help us get in front of more people. And the more people we can get in front of, the more we can help them achieve financial freedom. And we also get more energy to put more content out like this to help you. So by leaving us a review, it will give you more content to come to help you along in your journey. Thank you so much. So. Yeah, great question about about the system. It's a great, great idea. No doubt. Zach, will you repeat that again for me? Sorry, the specific phone number, how you get that assigned um, and tagged to a door knocking need? Yeah, so there's different uh, services you can buy f- tracking phone numbers, right? You can put them on your postcards. You can use them for, you know, using on a radio ad so you can track where leads are coming from in your business, right? So CallRail, CallFire is companies that we've used in the past. We're now using numbers from Go High Level, our CRM. Uh, but more than anything, you can get those tracking phone numbers. And then within, let's say, CallRail, you can have that tracking number forward calls to your phone and you can have it show up in your phone as a particular type of lead. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, Tolly. Thank you. And, and another um topic you covered that I wanted clarity a little bit more on was when you were talking about buyer agrees to pay that's about all I I was just trying to follow you what you were saying on that do you remember um well this is recorded definitely catch the recording basically what I was saying is buyer agrees to pay the probate fees right that's where we would go in and pay the probate fees what probate is if you're not familiar with the process anyone that's where someone has passed away and the people inheriting the house, it's the legal process to transfer ownership so those new owners can sell it, right? It's called probate. It's basically documents that are filed with the courts within your state to be able to uh, then sell the house. But you're agreeing to pay an attorney and the filing fees to get ownership transferred so they can officially sell it. That's why you got to get everyone to sign that might inherit the house because usually only one person's assigned as the executor that needs to sign, but I get all signatures just to cover my basis, if that makes sense. Hi, Zach. Uh, since we're talking about that, I just had a quick question. Mm-hmm. With probate, they don't they don't actually own the property at that time when you sign a contract, right? Correct. Correct. So, how are you securing yourself and the the property? If they don't actually own it. Yep. That's a great question. That is the risk, right? They don't own it yet. And you're going to help them through the probate process. You're taking a risk here. You could lose it. You, you could lose your probate fees. You're okay. up a grid. So that is the risk. But if they really do, if they really are legitimately supposed to inherit the house, and I've done this many times and I've never had it blow up in my face, right? So if you don't have $2,000, you could lose probably go about this a different way, but that's how I've handled these. Uh, Thanks guys. Yeah. Keep them coming. We've got 10 minutes left just to give you guys a heads up. Uh, Zach, I wanted to clarify uh, some clarification. We said the buy sell agreement. Are you referring to the uh, assignment addendum that, that you would uh, attest to a contract after you've uh, opened title and you have a signature? 
nope, a buy and sell agreement or a rep C or a real estate purchase contract. Like that's the contract you sign between you and the seller, right? So I'm from Texas, so that would just be the Randall of one of four residential family. Yes, you're just using a different term for the same contract I saw them. Yeah, yes, sir. Okay. So, yeah, okay. so just normal contract. Yes, okay. sir. Well, one more quick thing uh, before I go. Um, so, I do an the foreclosure list on weekends, and I look for clusters in a zip code. I might drive 20, 30 minutes to get to that cluster, but then they're all right there and either vacant or all slammed or whatever. But I'm hammering out like, I'm getting almost 20 houses a day. But I'm, my, my cap was like 17 houses one Saturday. But I, I do about 25 houses a weekend. And so that built my confidence to door knock. And so now I'm starting to just door knock houses on my driver for dollars this when I go home. But are you really telling us to just go out and just start knocking on doors without, like, I, right now I, I, I target foreclosures. So I, I'm going to that address. But... Yeah. You're right now. You're encouraging us to just knock on the houses on the street behind my house. Well, I'm encouraging where there's real estate traffic. So, uh, I've had other uh, content where I've said where to drive. You don't want to just door knock anywhere. You don't want to just drive for dollars anywhere, right? Very much. That's I want that to be clear. The very best way to know where the deals are being done: subscribe to other competitor wholesalers' cash buyers lists. Be on the Facebook groups for your market. See where the addresses are for the wholesale deals. There is gold on those exact same streets, guys. The deals are where the deals are, right? Don't think, oh, there's competition there. No, say the gold is there. That's where you go. That is the best place. We did research last year. There was 90-something deals or so. It was just under 100 deals done by my competitors that we had emails for, right? Over 80% of those deals were on my driving for dollars list. I also realized that I could cut out a third of the areas that I was driving because there was no deals done whatsoever by anyone in those areas. So I was able to cut out a third of the area we drove and was able to dump a, a, a third more marketing into those areas where the deals were being done. Guys, my average deal in Utah is over 40 grand. So do the math. I missed out on about 75 deals down by my, com my competitors that was on my driving for dollars list. We tagged it, but they never responded to our marketing. What's 75 deals times $40,000. That's how much was on my driving for dollars list that I didn't capitalize on just last year. It's mind blowing. There is so much damn money, but that is, that's how we really realized where the deals are actually being done is looking at where our competitors are doing deals. Zach, um, we're in Tampa and, you know, the biggest uh, issue we're having with our, <clears throat> we have direct mail and cold calling, texting, we're just not getting deals deep enough. And, um, you know, I know that, you know, just finding really ugly houses, blue tarp houses, we just had some, you know, rain bands from a hurricane that came through. Um, how do you approach those? I mean, are, are you looking for specific things? Uh, uh, go watch my 40 day challenge and watch how I negotiate. 1,000% your negotiation strategy is causing you to not get deep deals, right? My average wholesale deal in Tampa, I'm doing Tampa, is about 30 grand, yeah. right? So it's 100% your negotiation process. So um, I did another podcast or another one of these trainings where I talk about like all it was was negotiations. Go watch it. I promise you'll get a lot of value. It's a really, it's a really, really good one. Is it called? 
Zach, the negotiation one? Yeah, it's a negotiation. I don't know what Deal Machine I titled think, it. Yeah, I think, is it on your podcast, David? Can we publish that one? All of Zach's are published or will be published on the podcast. There we go. Let me check out this one. See which episode it is. I was going to say, if they're not all there, I must have dropped the ball one time. I don't like dropping the ball, David. <laughs> Definitely not the case. We've got six minutes left. Is there another? Alex, did you still have your hands up for another question? I do. Yeah, I just got a quick one. Um, I know, David, I was texting you about a month ago about this. But, um, yeah, Zach, you're kind of getting into this here, man, about the uh, the different tags that you use. Obviously, you know, like we use one that's visibly vacant, right? And we also have one like knowing what day trash is coming. And if trash isn't going out on that day and then stacking that on top of it looking vacant. So, yeah, man, if you wouldn't mind just going over a couple more of those tags that you specifically look for, you know, overflowing mail, you know, those type of things. I like the blinds in the trash can, but anything else you could give for tips on tags we can add? Yeah, so we're, we're, we only have one extra tag. It's the turd list. Oh. Yeah, and, and it turd. would it, yeah, it would be better to have more than one tag. I agree. But I'm to the size now with my companies. You know, I have three acquisition guys. I'm in two different states. And I'm doing land as well. Like we, we've, and I'm working, I've got basically two full real estate agents working my leads. Like I've got quite the team back on. Sorry, I've had Sorry. to on. You're, you're okay, David. Remix. I've had to come back on um, simplifying things. Right. So if, if I have an entry level position, like a driver that I'm paying 25 bucks an hour, plus he gets $100 a deal he gets right? Who also gets 10% of the deal if he gets out of his car and door knocks. I want to keep it easy for him. And so we have a list of criteria of every property to tag. And then we say, and if it has any of these things, put turd list, mm-hmm. right? We want to make it so dang simple. I love that. that. You kind of got to be a dummy to not do it right. Right? So yes, your way is better. If I was a solo guy out there in the trenches, I'd have a couple different tags for sure. For sure. So that's that's a great question. Yeah. Well, for me, I'm I'm a team of five, so I'm actually maybe making it a little bit more complicated. We got some other questions. I don't know. Maybe if you could, is there a way you could post that or share like what your uh, turd list is for like those ones that you really want to core focus on? Yeah, I could I could say really quick. Um, the the criteria is any physical signs of neglect, right? Because if someone has a property that's a thorn in their side, they don't take care of general maintenance, high grass. You know, broken down vehicles, peeling paint, broken windows, that kind of stuff, right? The turtle list is signs of nothing going on, completely vacant, super tall grass. Um, in the winter, is there no tracks in the snow whatsoever? Um, uh, and then couches, moving materials, right? Uh, that's that's basically the turd list. Cool. Well, right on, man. We'll keep making it happen out there. Right on. Thank you. Thank you. We actually don't add... Uh, hoarders houses to our turd list by the way okay it just goes to our general list we just found that hoarders yes when they do sell they probably will sell to an investor but the thing about hoarders is they like to stay put right because they don't want to lose their stuff (laughs) uh just real quick in case you guys aren't listening if you're only listening um zach's negotiations episode is on the podcast between episodes 31 and 32 it's master class two top seller objections you'll face and how to overcome them We got time for a couple more quick questions. Jonathan, you got one? Yeah. Um, 
real quick before my question, uh, Alex, one thing that I, I've been uh, recently doing is um, tagging um, moderately distressed, highly distressed, and then maybe vacant. And my plan eventually is once I potentially have too many properties on my campaign to be mailing, say, every 30 days, I think what I'm eventually going to do is start to mail the highly highly distressed maybe every 30 days and then maybe do the moderately every 45 days and so on. Because um, I know a lot of times, and Zach mentioned it earlier, where he came across a property that was vacant, but it was listed as owner-occupied. So I tagged those as maybe vacant. So eventually when I do have a few minutes to sit down and kind of go ninja and go deep on some properties, um, I'm going to start with the maybe vacant and the highly distressed. Um, haven't had that moment yet, but eventually uh, when it does come, um, that's what I'll do. But uh, but yeah, so my question, um, yeah, so Zach, so I'm just kicking off a, a mailing campaign, just actually went out a couple of days ago, started with approximately 6,000 distressed properties. Um, they're all visually distressed and I pretty much certified most of them. So it should be a very good list. What do you see in regards to averages as, um, you know, lead rates versus closing rates? Um, assuming good follow-up, assuming consistent 30-day mailing, assuming you're doing the right things, what do you see as a low-end range versus a higher-end range? Now, let me give you last year's numbers. All right, cool. This year's numbers. What do you want? This uh, year's not. Let's, uh, let's go with this year's, year-to-date. Um, I'll give you total total responses between all texts, cold call, postcards, all of it. Of those responses, how many were leads? Of those leads, how many were active leads after pre-qualification? How many then turned into appointments? How many contracts? All that stuff. Let me pull it up. Google. Sorry, cool. say. So this is one, one of the things that I did on another one of these trainings is I actually share my KPI template and what I track and all that stuff. So these are just the numbers for Utah. I have three subsections, three KPI reviews I do each week for the three branches of my company. Oh, I wondered, yeah, they did help. All right, let me scroll down. Information. Okay, so we had um, we we've had twenty two thousand six hundred and eighty nine responses so far for the year. So that's like conversations on cold calls, text messages, postcard responses, um, all that stuff. We've had. 782 leads um, that were passed over, uh, 316 active leads total, um, 100. Man, what a cliffhanger. Yeah, right? 100 what? Oh, no. You guys, Zach's living his dream life out there. He's created a business to live a life he loves, and he takes off big blocks of time to go elk hunting. So that may not be your thing, but the inspiring thing is that it's a thing and you can do whatever the thing is you want and design your life around that. So really glad this worked out. Uh, Zach, are you, are you back? He just, I think he just dropped off, but he might be. Hey, David, can you clarify something on the chat? Uh, there's this conception that people are, are getting less off of deal machine. I normally use deal machine. I either, upload the list myself from an Excel file, REIQ or something like that, or I just build it myself while driving for dollars. 
So that's how I get my list. But can you clarify for the chat and whether or not Veal Machine is actually offering lists? Oh, yeah. Uh, brother, you're doing such a great job. Uh, but we also do offer lists. It's called List Builder. You can add leads by filtering, you know, 300 plus, you know, combinations of filters. My personal favorite is high equity and expired listings. Every time uh, it'll pull the exact list and every time there's like a new property that meets that criteria, it will actually add that to the list and start marketing. Uh, but another one is like properties that have liens on them, properties that are going into the probate process. Those are some other ones that you might find useful that you could pull from Deal Machine as well. Sorry, guys. Um, I'll just read them off here. So uh, where did I lose? Did, did you guys hear any of those numbers? No numbers? We heard 100 something. Added something. 16 active leads. That's what we Re got. Yeah, 316 active leads. And then that was yeah, it. 316 active leads. And from there, we got 136 appointments, uh, 26 contracts. 20 of them have closed. Um, and we have about just shy of 800,000 in revenue from that. And I only spent on marketing about. Uh, $130,000. How many prospects are in your deal machine account? Deal machine? Great question. And I break it up between, so like the grand totals, I have it from texting, cold calling, postcards. Um, so like postcards was two closed contracts um, off of about 61,000 postcards. Cold calling, we had, say we had like seven, and then texting, we had a couple, and then we've had a couple from radio, a couple, couple from digital marketing. Oh, here's some more postcards. Let's see, four from postcards, four more from postcards, a different subsection, we're split testing, and then door knocking it looks like we've had a couple as well so it sounds like you you've closed six deals on postcards on sixty one thousand total mail postcards this year no less uh what did i say two two just two well actually six yeah because the other section was four this one is two so yeah total is six postcards uh and it was actually more than that because the other section we did we did thirty one thousand postcards for the four and the other version we did sixty one thousand postcards for two of those deals but the two deals have been way bigger oh, okay so it was about a hundred thousand total postcards 71 thousand in revenue how much in revenue you said seventy one thousand from just those 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 two deals nice okay awesome <laughs> thanks for breaking that down i know actually zach did a, a previous one on goal setting as well we'll have him back on on that subject i think coming up at some point in again too but yeah, that was a really, really good one, Jonathan. I recommend checking out. It's like how to how to track goals and him breaking down like his exact numbers on all that stuff. So is that on the Mastermind channel? Um, I'll 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 check. I'm, cool. Uh, Appreciate it, man. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So, uh, really quick here, Zach, what's the best way for people to get in in, uh, in touch with you? And I know you've got like a you know your podcast and a lot going on. Um, you know, I I offered up uh, direct intros on my end, but um, you know, want to make sure that you that people have a ample opportunity to, to get in touch with you, man. Yeah, if you guys want to, you can. I don't want to feel like I'm pitching anything, so I'm not going to tell you. I'm asking you, wondering. yeah. Uh, uh, I, I'm everywhere. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, podcasts, YouTube. 
So uh, everything I have is branded Driving for Dollars Mastery. Uh, so you can just search that anywhere, really, or my name, Zach Booth, and find me. Um, I'm sure Dilma Sheely has uh, like a link tree as well or something like that. Yeah, I uh, again happy to, to loop you guys in. I'll I'll check to see if we have any kind of uh, link tree there too. And then and then on our end um, as well. Uh, again, we run these you know same time same place every week. We're gonna have on next week uh, Trevor Mock, who is the CEO of Carrot. He's been on a couple of times. Really, really good when it comes to like SEO, online marketing, all of that. So uh, Zach, anything else here to as we sign off? No, just make a ton of money. And if, if any of you guys make any money from what I taught you, if you guys will follow through and make money, I don't want to know about it. Please let me know. Like, I, I truly coach and help people because I love it. I live for this stuff. And it, and I get my feel-goods when, when I get a note that what I did made a difference in your guys' life. Like, I'd love to even share your guys' story on my podcast. Uh, so just that. Just that. Awesome, man. Really appreciate how generous you've been with your time, especially on the go and all that. I put the link in the chat there. That's a direct line to Zach as well. So you can go through that link too. But um, otherwise, uh, appreciate you on, man. And we'll have to do this again soon. Thanks for listening to the Deal Machine Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please leave us a review and follow along wherever you're listening to your podcast.